Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. Welcome to the Keen Family Games channel. When you get an opportunity, check out the links in my description. Check out my books, music, and art. And also, when you get an opportunity, check out my brother, Justin Keen. He live game streams through this channel, and he also owns his own uh, solo music channel where he plays guitar and rocks out for people. And he'll probably end up showing you some of the new projects he's been working on with various musicians and I gotta tell you because I'm his big brother I get to hear a lot of the new tracks that come out uh, before they're even introduced to uh, a CD or album of this nature sometimes I get to hear the music he's working on before other musicians get to hear it because he comes up with the stuff being that he's a lead guitarist and uh, shows me what's happening and I let him know if I think it rocks or if it needs work, things like that. Most of the time I don't have to say anything. It's usually just full-on perfection. Oh, yes. And also, when you get a chance, check out my wife, Dawn Keen. My son has also been live game streaming with me. And uh, also, uh, Justin's wife, Autumn Keen, tends to also do some material on the channel. And uh, we plan on uh, putting a variety of different things, not just about science and God and history. Uh, it's just today we're going to do some God talk, and I'm going to give you guys many, many reasons on why it is that you should uh, believe and accept the evidence for God. And I'm not talking about just simply believing or having faith, but giving you solid reasons why you should accept that God exists in this reality and why you should start making some changes in your life. Well, did you know that 98% of scientists throughout time have always been theists? That's right. If you don't know what a theist is, a theist is someone who believes in the possibility of God. A theist doesn't necessarily have to be of a certain religion. A theist can be anything from a Hindu to a Christian to a pagan to a Jew to a Muslim. Anyone that has faith or believes that there is a God would be labeled as a standard theist. An atheist is a person where you just simply add A in front of the theist, and that is a person who lacks a belief in deities. But I've never actually met someone who fits the definition of an atheist, someone who lacks a belief in deities. And I'll tell you why. Out of the thousands and thousands of podcasts and shows that I've done, I've asked every single atheist that I've had interaction with, whether on phone or live stream or on video, do you believe in the possibility of God? And every single one of them say yes. Some of them will say, I believe in the possibility of a lot of things, I just can't prove it. Well, as long as you believe in the possibility of God, then you cannot claim by definition to be an atheist because an atheist says they lack a belief in the possibility of God. If you're going to say you believe in the possibility of God, that contradicts the very definition of what an atheist is. That is one of the reasons why a lot of religious people 
get surprised and they're not really sure how to deal with a person who's confused by the actual definition of what an atheist is. In fact, sad to say, there's been several non-believers out there who can't even spell the word atheist, but I'm not here to insult anybody or do any speech checks or grammar Nazi work. I'm just saying. It's, uh, it's kind of a funny thing. There's a lot of atheists out there who tend to work careers like comedians, and uh, there are uh, they seem to work in departments that have to do with like creativity, having to do with going out on stage and telling silly jokes and all that in order to pay the bills. But there's only a handful of them, perhaps two handfuls of atheists who actually work in the science department. Christopher Hitchens, he wasn't a scientist. He was referred to as a journalist. Stephen Hawking was a scientist. And he, uh, of course, was considered one of the greatest atheists out there that ever existed. Sadly, he's passed away. Richard Dawkins is an evolutionist. And every one of these scientists who were actually atheists, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of their work is based upon the original theory that was uh, conducted and created by a Christian. <clears throat> I'll give you an example. Charles Darwin believed in God. If you look in his books, Descent of Man, and you also look in his books about the races and about evolution and its origin, you'll see that he mentions that none of this would work without there being a higher power, without there being a God. He even tells the reader, anyone who has taken the time to read some of this plain Jane material, that not only is he a theist, but he believes that in order for evolution and the properties to take the changes that they do, that there has to be something that is referred to as a prime mover. And prime mover is usually defined by the concept of something that existed outside of the universe, something that controls nature. And he actually mentions the prime mover several times in all of his books as being God. In fact, it was the church that funded him to go out and do these things. Whenever it comes to the Big Bang, it was originally put together by a Catholic preach who ended up interacting with Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein did the math behind it to make sure that the theory that the Catholic priest was talking about was, in fact, true, that there was any validity to it. So a Catholic priest actually hung out with a Jewish man by the name of Albert Einstein and came up with how the universe had its origin. So we've got the universe, we've got evolution, all these things were originally started by a theist. The only thing that atheists have done in the science department is they've taken upon the notes and information that the Catholic priest, as well as Charles Darwin, and since then they've been basically working off the back of the real guys who started it all. Basically, it would be like if your kid or your mother or father came up with a great idea and the whole world went with it, and then along comes an atheist who continues to research what your mother or father or someone important did, and then they try to expand upon it or expound upon it or at least keep it validated for the rest of the human uh, humanity to consume. Let's take a look at something. Let's talk a little bit about the universe and why it is that we should believe in the possibility of God, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, let's throw some of 
some neat things up on the screen, if you don't mind. We're going to, voila, we're going to take Jesus off there just for a minute. Okay, so some people have a hard time understanding what the Big Bang actually is and what it does and why it's so important to the concept of God. The story goes like this, that somehow in the middle of the silence and darkness and dead cold of space, there was nothing there. There was absolutely no power, no energy. Time did not exist. Nature did not exist. Nothing. That's the reason why an atheist like Lawrence Cross, who happens to be an amateur scientist, argues that there was nothing there. There was no generator, no power, no nothing. The universe just one day woke up and created itself, according to the atheist. No power, no energy, no nothing. It just started all by itself. Well, the issue with this is that wherever we pinpoint the origin of the universe, we would have to state that there was a great expansion, or some would refer to it as an explosion, where all the material came into existence, and because of this, from the very point that the universe started, time itself began. This means that everything that you look at around you began to age. Second law of thermodynamics states that we have something called entropy, where everything started and then from there on out began disintegrating or pulling away from itself. Imagine like a rag that's wet and you can start slowly pulling it apart. That's what our universe is doing. That is what you are doing. That is the reason why you age. It is the reason why you go from being a baby to getting older and getting wrinkles and your body starts feeling like it's not exactly connected anymore and you start falling apart and then eventually you die and you decay and all the exciting things that happen to a dead body end up happening. Your body is literally, along with the entire universe around you, pulling away from you. And the universe is said to continue to expand to the point where everything in it will die. Because if it's pulled too far apart, anything that is alive or any components, atoms, chemicals, and such, will be pulled so far apart that it won't function as it normally would. The same way you would expect if you were to start pulling parts and stretching them away from your car until the point they break. They would call that the end of the universe, the crunch, the span. So let's get into this a little bit. Whatever it was that was the origin point of the universe... Scientifically, it has been accepted that the thing that started the universe would be timeless because it existed before age and linear time. This means that whatever started it does not have an age. It was not created, and it never had a birth, and it does not have a death because it exists outside of the very laws of nature. It would be defined as supernatural because supernatural means something that acts outside of nature, something that functions and works outside of nature. 
and that is defined as supernatural. If you were to look it up in the dictionary, you would see that the word supernatural isn't just about spooky ghosts and voodoo stuff. It is actually telling you that there are things that can act outside of our universe. And scientists believe a lot of things are actually happening outside of our universe. Some scientists believe that there are other universes that are working outside our universe. There are some who say that there are universes that split through our universe and are connected. There are some who believe that there are different layers of the universe that create what we recall as dimensions. And they believe, like Carl Sagan, who was a scientist, but also skeptic, believe that there could be entities that exist in higher layers of our universe that we don't even know about, but are more powerful and more observant and have much more abilities due to their lack of limitations as they are higher up on the cosmological totem pole. So whatever started the universe acts outside of time. Whatever started the universe was a power generator in itself, a prime mover. Whatever existed outside of the universe could see outside the universe means that if it had the ability to observe, it would have the ability to be able to see everything that goes on within this universe. And these things are attributed to God. God is claimed to be a supreme being that created the universe, having enough power to create nature and matter and time itself. God is an entity that is described as having the ability to be able to see all things from the beginning of the universe, from the beginning of life to the end of your life. The only way something like that is possible is as if the living entity exists outside of the universe itself and is not constricted by time. We can see whenever we read the New Testament, whenever we're looking at, let me open one more thing here. This is a um, display of what our universe looks like. Here we go. Let me get rid of the Big Bang animation. We can see that the beginning of the Earth is where that big, powerful yellow light is that looks a lot like our sun, right at the beginning of the universe. The redness that you see is towards the beginning of the universe, and that's where it is said to be the most hot. The universe ends up cooling down as we get towards the end of it. You see where you're seeing the Milky Way and you're seeing the planets and all this? That big old blue thing is not the planet Earth. Our planet is actually the size of an ant compared to that big blue thing. In fact, even if we were to take a microscope and look at the universe from this direction, our Earth is so small compared to the graph of this universe that you still wouldn't be able to sense its presence. It wouldn't even appear as a dot in the darkness and coldness of space. All the blueness that you see towards the end of it, that's where the universe actually cools down. Our planet is towards the end of the universe, and that is the reason why it is that we're able to feel the seasons. If we were closer towards the origin of space, it would be so hot that a planet wouldn't even be able to exist in this. And that's somehow, some way... Everything about us, our properties and materials, actually came from that hot source and from the original explosion. It is believed by scientists that if you were to travel backwards 
or towards the original source of the construction of our universe, that it would get hotter and it would get brighter and it would look like the way you would imagine something like heaven to look like, extremely bright, a lot of physical material, because that is where the physical material actually came from. This would look like, it would be amazing, extremely hard to describe all the things that you would see if you actually traveled towards the beginning of the universe. As where right now, every single second of the day, we're pushed at millions of miles per hour away from all of that. It's almost as if we're being thrown off into the distance and darkness of space. There are some people out there, some scientists, who believe that the universe could do something called a retraction, which means that we get so far out, and one day the universe pulls us back into the beginning, and the universe explodes upon itself. There are some people who believe that the universe itself might even be a giant black hole that we are living inside of. But no matter what you believe that the universe is composited of, you have to believe that there was original source. And that is what religious people all over the world, whether Christian, Muslim, of the Abrahamic faith, or even pagans, believe that at the beginning of time, that is where you're going to find your God. That is where you're going to find it all. Somehow, some way, God is connected with the universe that he created, which gives him the ability to look inside of the properties of all things that are in the universe, including life itself. This is how God is attributed in the Bible or any of the holy books that have ever existed as being able to look into our hearts and mind, because God is literally a part of everything. Life, his very breath. All these things are a part of the material that makes up our universe. Let me give me something to drink. Now, the atheists may say, why can't we believe that there's something else that started it all? Why don't we put our faith in something else besides God? Well, for one, whatever created us, Science tells us that every life that comes into existence, by the laws of logic and the laws of the universe, everything that is alive comes into existence from something that is live. That is the reason why we invented words like a parent or a grandfather or a father or a mother. There's never been a time where something just appears on the scene on planet Earth and then starts becoming alive all by itself. Everything has to have a blueprint. That's also how evolution works. Evolution states that something has to be alive. It creates something, and then that thing begins expanding on its cell structure and its cell structure and its cellular abilities. Its anatomy goes through changes based upon the variables of time and what is happening in nature. Well, it has to be a living sentient thing, or at least has to have some kind of at least basic nervous system. And some people are going to be like, well, what about plants? It's one of the reasons why plants are defined as living things. They don't have a extremely uh, intense consciousness like we do, like animals do. But they state that plants, some of them can actually feel 
pain and that they have a structure that gives them the ability to be able to feel around them. They can, some of them can actually feel the synthesis of the light doing the things that they do. Everything around us is provided by God. There's not one single atheist out there that I've ever met or talked to that it can explain why it is that we supposedly got here through abiogenesis and why it is we just seem to have the right material and property arranged in such a way that we could get to it, feed off of it, and be able to continue to survive and exist. See, whenever you imagine the idea of a life form coming into a world, it's not enough for a life form just to appear here and then it all of a sudden functions. It's going to need light. It's going to need food. It's going to need water. And according to the Bible, God provided all these things. If any of these things were missing in the recipe for life, we would not exist today. It is claimed that the earth is 4.5 billion years old. And if we did not have the food already prepared, the water already prepared, and everything had to be set at a certain temperature in order for us to be able to wrap our mouth around it without either freezing to death or burning to death, the environment had to be perfectly set up in order for us creatures in a petri dish, almost like that of in a lab, in order for us to function and work. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, a million things had to happen in the universe, and over a billion things had to happen on our planet in order for us to remain alive and to be able to go through any supposed evolutionary process. That means that every single day that you are alive, without being struck down by a meteorite or some physical piece of matter floating around in the universe, they claim, according to scientists, that there's over 10,000 observable things that they have on their telescopes and computers that could hit us at any day of the week and kill us. And we are like an ant floating around in a giant toilet just filled to the brim with, well, use your imagination. And you have to ask yourself, how are we managing to survive? This in itself is a miracle. You have won the lottery since the beginning of the universe, which is said to have been over 16 billion or trillion something years. Some people believe the universe is much older than that. There are atheists who've tried to claim that they don't believe that the universe had a beginning. They believe that the universe always was. But that doesn't help them either, even though there's no science to back up their claims. Because what they're saying is that they do believe in the possibility of something existed, existing for all eternity. And if they're willing to believe that, then they have to believe that there are also life forms that exist in the universe that are, could be billions of trillions of years old. They would also have to hold to the idea that if this universe is said to be timeless and spaceless and able to do all these things, that there's possibly even other universes out there that act under the same laws and conditions. Now, of course, if you do believe in a lot of different universes, there's a very good possibility that not all of them act under the same type of system that we do. That is the reason why Christians as well as scientists mention things like random chance. 
our universe just happened to do what it did. But one of the interesting things about our universe, ladies and gentlemen, is that atheists realize just as well as anybody that if you state that there is order in the universe, then there must be some kind of progenitor behind this. There has to be something like that. It is the reason why a lot of nihilistic atheists argue that everything came into existence through disorder. But it didn't. It didn't. All the energies and the properties would have had to be in some kind of order in order for them to do the things they did. In order for our bodies to react to our environment and do things, there had to have been some kind of order to it. If there wasn't order in the universe, then nothing would simply function. That's the reason why when we state that the universe will slowly go into chaos due to second law thermodynamics, which states that we are originally at an order system, we're going to pull out. We're going to expound to the point where we are no longer coherent and no longer function. So right now we are in what is referred to as a state of order, and we're waiting for the universe to rip us apart. Could there be little areas of the universe that are chaotic? Could it be that there are places in the universe that do not act under the same laws that we're familiar with? The laws of gravity, the laws of reality, the laws of logic, all these things? Let me ask you all something. If I were to ask you why is it that when we look out at the universe, why is it that we perceive that there are that there is logic that exists all around us for? Why would you do that for? And why do you even have the ability to make such a, a thought process on that? Why is it that you think the logic even exists in the first place? It seems as though logic would contradict itself if logic was existing within a chaotic state. You wouldn't be able to make use of patterns or designs because nothing has a routine. When we look at the universe, we can all tell, whether you're an atheist or religious, that there is order to it, there is patterns, there is reason for everything. If we didn't think that there were reasons and that everything was just simply nonsense, we wouldn't have a such thing as science or scientists who try to read the routines and the patterns. Also, I've noticed that atheists think that if you have faith, then this must mean that you're stupid or something, that you're some idiot who puts your hope in things that are empty and nonsense. Well, in order to be able to do science, you have to have some form of faith. Let me give you an example. Before the telephone and the television w was invented, before most things were invented, in order to be able to create these things, you have to first have the hope and belief that it's possible to do it in the first place. There are scientists who spend their entire lifetimes trying to invent and create things that are beneficial for mankind. Well, when they're first starting out, they don't know if it's going to work. They don't know. They figure if they do enough study and they look into enough information, sooner or later they'll find the answers. They'll find the idea or the theory to be able to put things together in such a way, in such a way of order, that they'll be able to create the device or thing that they want to do. Even if you believe, even if you're a knitter or someone who just wants to make a t-shirt, 
You have to believe that it's possible first. It's not like you just snap your finger and it automatically makes itself. It's the same with video games, ladies and gentlemen. The logic is this. If I were to say right now, stop buying video games that are developed by people or sentient beings, you would say, well, then where am I supposed to get my games from? And I were to joke with you and say, why don't you wait for the game to create itself? Why don't you wait for the best RPG to ever come into existence all by itself? You would think, that's foolish. And a video game where it creates worlds and NPCs and an entire storyline, games like that don't come into existence by themselves. In fact, there's no video game that has ever designed itself. <laughs> there's nothing like that that exists because we know in order for these worlds to exist and we know for these NPCs and these life forms and for these quests and goals and achievements and accomplishments, we have to know that somebody developed it, somebody made it, and there's no way around it. Ask somebody this question, ladies and gentlemen. Ask them to take the ugliest game they've ever looked at, the game with the least amount of graphics and processing to run. Make it Pac-Man or Ping Pong or something like that. And ask an atheist, can a game like that create itself? Better yet, get the smallest pamphlet that you have at church with the least amount of pages. In fact, if you want to, hand them a one-page brochure. And ask them if it's possible for the universe <clears throat> to create any of that all by itself. A language, an order. And they'll tell you no. However, somehow atheists believe that the universe itself can create languages in our DNA. Transcript, receivers, output mechanisms, processing, all these things. Our universe, ladies and gentlemen is like a giant simulation. It's like the inside of software that is running in a hard drive of the computer. Well, I've given several reasons, and I would like to see if anyone has anything that they want to say. I will say one more thing before I end the video. I want to remind you all this. The origin of the universe, as long as, long as we hold to the theory of the Big Bang, that there was some kind of powerful light emitting an energy. Let's put that up there. Then you have to believe that all nature, all life, everything that you know of that exists within the limited perception of your reality came from something that exists beyond all that and outside of it. Everything came from that light source that you see at the beginning. And religious people are more than willing and happy to declare that that is the very concept of God. The attributes all match up. God is considered eternal. He's considered immortal. Something that cannot be hurt. Something that cannot be killed. Something that cannot suffer in any kind of way. Something that exists outside of time and space. There's your prime mover. There's God. Everything. Your materials, whenever you die, will go back into the universe. And one day, the universe is either going to crunch or it's going to retract. 
and the energy source that created us will most likely absorb all of the energy and power that was our universe, and everything will go back to it, and perhaps there will be a new universe, or perhaps there will be something even beyond that that we haven't even witnessed yet. Perhaps it's already been spoken of, our eternity, where we will exist forever with the original source, with God.